You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. I'm excited for our new series on 80s movies. And one of my all-time favorite movies is Karate Kid. I've been quoting this movie to my kids for ages, uh, just uh, over the years, and they didn't even have a clue. And they're like, Dad, where's that coming from? I'm like, it's from Karate Kid. It's one of my favorite 80s movies. If you don't know the story of Karate Kid, there's a young teenage boy named Daniel LaRusso. He moves from New Jersey to California, and he's being picked on by some bullies, some cool kids that know karate, and they end up beating him up one day. And this maintenance apartment, or this apartment maintenance worker named Mr. Miyagi comes out and defends Daniel with karate. And Afterwards, Daniel is so amazed, he said, Mr. Miyagi, will you teach me karate? And you end up seeing this relationship form. You end up seeing uh, Mr. Miyagi mentor Daniel. And the first day that Daniel thinks he's going to learn karate, Mr. Miyagi comes out with a bucket and he says, wash my cars and wax my cars. Now, it's not just one car, it's a fleet of cars. And he makes, Mr. Miyagi makes it very clear how to wax the car. Wax on, wax off. And so Daniel does this. The next day, he thinks, I'm going to learn karate. Instead, he's given some sanding blocks, and he wants to, Mr. Miyagi wants him to sand his deck. And he's working hard, and, and it, it's a very difficult task. And you can tell Daniel's getting frustrated. He thinks, well, maybe the next day that I will actually get to learn karate. And so Mr. Miyagi says, I want you to paint my fence around my property. Take nice, long strokes. By this time, Daniel is really frustrated and he's tired of being Mr. Miyagi's slave. But eventually he learns that Mr. Miyagi actually was teaching him basic moves in karate. And he was building, him, building strength and building balance and, and all of these basic things. And Daniel didn't even understand what he was learning. Well, if you fast forward in the movie, eventually Daniel has a tournament and he faces one of his biggest bullies. And he ends up winning with, his famous, with the famous crane kick. 
and Daniel ends up getting the girl. And again, it's just one of those movies, feel-good movies, it's got karate in it, and you've got all of these little, little things in there. But one of the things that really sticks out to me in this movie is how Mr. Miyagi poured in to Daniel's life, how he mentored him. And that's what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about mentoring. Maybe in the Christian world, we might call it discipleship. But what we see, this, we see this as a biblical principle. We actually see several examples of mentorship in the Bible. Let me give you a few. Moses mentored Joshua. Naomi mentored her daughter-in-law, Ruth. Israel mentored Nehemiah. And Elijah mentored Elisha. Elizabeth mentored her cousin Mary, and Barnabas mentored both Paul and John Mark, and Paul mentored his spiritual son, Timothy. Paul also mentored Priscilla and Aquila, and they, in turn, mentored Apollos. This morning, I especially want to focus on the relationship between Paul and Timothy. Paul met Timothy on his second missionary journey through the Mediterranean, and he became a spiritual mentor to Timothy. And Timothy came with Paul on his journeys, and, and they ended up just uh, having this relationship, this deep relationship, to a point that Paul calls Timothy my true son in the faith, in 1 Timothy 1-2. Even though Paul didn't have any children, uh, he treated Timothy like a son their relationship provides a blueprint for Christians to follow as we seek to grow in faith together. I read an article on mentoring by Brent Dennison uh, called, Who is Your Paul and Who's Your Timothy? And he points out several different discipleship-making truths, and I want to uh, bring out three of those this morning. First of all, discipleship making or mentoring is intentional. Discipleship making or mentoring is intentional. In Acts chapter 16, Paul intentionally chose Timothy to travel with him on his journeys so that he could help Timothy grow in his faith. Uh, turn with me to Acts chapter 16. Verse 2, it says, Timothy was well thought of by the believers in Lystria and Iconium. So Paul wanted him to join him on their journey. And, uh, and what we end up seeing is Timothy joins him and he sees Paul's life and they spend time together. Uh, they, uh, he, Timothy hears Paul teaching and, and you just see this special bond being formed. If you look in the movie in Karate Kid, you see Mr. Miyagi chose Daniel. He, he chose Daniel. He says, okay, I'm going to invest into this young man. And in the same way, we should be intentionally looking for people that we can pour into. And in the same way, we should intentionally be looking for people to pour into us as well. And so when we're discipling, when we're mentoring other people, we should always be on the lookout to intentionally mentor and intentionally look for people to mentor in our lives. If we think it's just going to happen, sometimes it happens that way, 
But more than likely, we need to be on the lookout and we need to intentionally look for people to pour into their life and let people pour into our lives. Secondly, discipleship making uh, or, or mentoring is relationally and Bible-centric. It's relationally and Bible-centric. There's a relationship that forms in that discipleship-making process. In 2 Timothy uh, 3, Paul gives Timothy this charge. But you, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how, how, how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I've endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, in Iconium, in Lystria. But the Lord rescued me uh, from all of it. So how does Paul, or how does Timothy know all of these things? Because Timothy was there. He saw it. He may have seen the scars. He may have seen the persecution, or he did see the persecution uh, that, that Paul went through. They ate together, and they hung out together, and they talked together. Paul modeled what it looked like to be a follower of Christ. And they had done ministry together. And Mr. Miyagi built a relationship with Daniel. And he taught him far more than just about karate. He, he taught him about life. And in the movie, they laugh together, they cry together. And Mr. Miyagi was constantly challenging Daniel to see things from a different perspective. Not everything is as it seems, he would say to, to Daniel. Now, here's the difference between Mr. Miyagi and, and Paul. Paul was intention, or intentional about encouraging Timothy to be in Scripture. And part of discipleship making is that we're helping people read Scripture, interpret Scripture, helping them dig into Scripture. If you keep on reading in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and verse 14, it says, But you must remain faithful to the things you've been taught. You know they are true, for you know that you can trust those, those who taught you. You've been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us, uh, teach us what is true and to make us realize what's wrong in our lives. It corrects, corrects us when we are wrong. It teaches us to do what is right. God uses, uh, uses it to prepare and equip the people to do every good work. And so when, when, when we're mentoring, when we're uh, discipling, we want to dig into God's Word, and we want to study it together. And here's one of the things. We don't have to know all the answers about Scripture. I know some people get intimidated by when I say the word mentoring or making disciples, because one of the first things that might come to your mind, well, I don't know all the answers in the Bible. And here's the thing, I don't either. I, you don't have to know everything. You, you, but what we can do is we can build a relationship with people, let them ask questions, let us ask questions. It doesn't say that we have to know all the answers. We let the Scripture actually transform lives. We let them search, and we just help them along the way. The Holy Spirit is the one who actually does the transforming. We just get to be a part of the process.
I, I know that, that sometimes we can think, well, do I really have enough time to disciple? I, I'm busy or they're busy. And, and what I would say is it's so important, it's too important not to make enough time to pour into people's life. It's too important not to do this. We want to help as many people as possible grow in their faith and to come to know Jesus Christ. Third principle that I want to give you is discipleship making is reproducible. If you're listening closely when I was mentioning some of the mentoring in the Bible, you saw how Barnabas mentored Paul and then Paul mentored Timothy and Priscilla and Aquila, and then they ended up mentoring Apollos. And in the same way, Paul challenged Timothy to teach other men the things that he had learned from Paul. That way they could eventually go and teach others in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2. It, it also, or 2 Timothy chapter 2 says this, Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that God has given you in Christ Jesus. You've heard me teach these things that have been confirmed by the reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. As followers of Christ, we must build relationships and keep in mind that we want that person also to continue to pour into other people's lives, to make disciples. When we're called to multiply, to, to let as many people know about Jesus as possible, and to help them grow in their faith. And so one of the things that I try to challenge the people that I'm pouring into is, don't just stop, but look for other people to pour into their lives. Ron Lee Davis said, mentoring is the process of opening up our lives to others and sharing our lives with others. It's the process of living for the next generation. There's an old Chinese proverb that says, if you're planning for a year, plant grain. If you're planning for a decade, plant trees. If you're planning for a century, plant people. CHCC is devoted to pouring into people. We're here as a church to make disciples, make disciples in our city, in our state, around the world. And that's what we spend most of our effort focused on, is we want to help you grow. We want to help people come to know Jesus Christ. And so the question I have for you today is, who are you walking with in life? Who are you walking with in life? Who's your Paul and who's your Timothy? Who's your Elizabeth and who's your Mary? Growing alone in your faith is not an option. Would you pray with me? Father, I just thank you for loving us so much that you put great mentors in our life, people that could teach us about your word, people who could teach us about how to become more like you, people who planted seeds and watered seeds in our life. In your precious holy name, amen. Each week we try to give you some next steps, and I want to give you three next steps for this week. First of all, who are you walking with? Who is your Paul and Timothy? Who is your Elizabeth and Mary? And I want you to intentionally 
intentionally seek these people out. Don't just think about it, but say, okay, if I don't have a Paul, if I don't have an Elizabeth, who's someone that can be a Paul and Elizabeth in my life? And if I'm not pouring into someone, who's someone that can be a Timothy? And who's someone that can be a Mary in my life? What does that look like? Secondly, I want you to write a thank you note to your Paul or your Elizabeth. Write a a thank you note. You can send them a text, an email, put a note in the mail. I don't care. Maybe even give them a phone call and just say, hey, I just want to thank you for making an impact in my life. And then if you have a Timothy or a Mary, I also want you to send them an encouraging note this week and just encourage them in some capacity. Lastly, I want you to schedule some time with your Paul and Elizabeth. I want to make sure that you spend, uh, schedule some time with them to, to catch up on life. Maybe you've put it off for a while. And, and I want you to just schedule some time. I know I did that this week. I sent an email to one of my mentors and said, hey, do you have any time this week? I'd love to spend some time with you. And they said, yeah, today at 4 o'clock. And I said, okay, I'll drop what I'm doing. I want to just spend some time learning from you. Spend some time with your Timothy and Mary. Mary. 